What is up, everybody? It's Saturday. You know what that means? It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your your boy, your boys. My name is Brandon Tegum. I'm sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely esteemed co-host Dominic Hobbs and Dominic. I've been told you have some grievances you're going to air. So how are you doing today? Well, this time last week, I was working. Came home from work around, I don't know, what, 1230, something like that. Nothing, no, no, nothing to do, not a care in the world. And what do I see? Or what do I actually take the back? What do I come to find out that my co-host possibly my best friend if not the one of my best friends one of the two one half of my best friends has name redacted over at his house to watch SummerSlam and nobody wants to just be like oh hey you know we know Studios had COVID she just came in off of it you know like but like this is what we're doing you know but you know so like don't get you know triggered or anything but you know you know no I have to fucking find out on monday when i have to confront name redacted so i don't know how to feel right now brandon i feel betrayed i feel hurt you know best friends don't keep things like this from each other well dominic uh it is true name redacted was at the house to watch the biggest event of the summer summer slam which i heard was fucking spectacular too (laughs) well it's not like you have a, a cock of your own that you can watch summer slam on not the same. Yeah. I mean, I know you watched Bailey and EO and Dakota Kai come out. Best part of the whole show, right, Dominic? We'll talk about you're, that a little later. You're not making your case any better right now. We're, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But, uh, you know, Big Daddy, Josh, he's moved back into the house for the for the few couple weeks while he's out of his old apartment and it kind of go to his new apartment over in Sacramento. So, you know. Big Daddy's in town. It was his first week back, first couple of days back, and he wanted to to catch up with it with his friends. And you know, and him and Name Redacted are, are are the bestest of best friends. And so he contacted him, asked if he wanted to come over to watch SummerSlam. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yes, the studio audience did have COVID, and so I was like, okay, I guess they're not coming over because it's it it's always a two for one deal, Dominic, and you know that. And not going to throw any names under the bus, but there might be another person of this household where I said, oh, studio audience has COVID. And she might have said, OK, then they're not coming over to SummerSlam, right? Because I don't feel comfortable. So I was like, I didn't want to have the conversation. I thought Dominic would just, you know, understand that if somebody tested positive, that they're not going to come over. And, you know, if someone did come over, that they wouldn't get too angry about it. Well, you know, she did test negative on Thursday night. She was symptom. Well, I mean, all of the characteristics of COVID were gone, you know, so I was kind of like, oh, you know, you know, I I was just more kind of like, wow, can't just be like, yo, so what's going on? Don't be a bitch. And I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. But, you know, Brandon, this is why I think our relationship is different than most, because, you know, I ended up going over to Brian's house. I bought him a birthday cake. I bought him pinata full of candy. Um, bought what else did I buy? Bought some beer, and we celebrated his birthday with his friends and family. So you know that 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 that's where. And you didn't catch COVID. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. Good job. And Mary didn't Good spread job. COVID because she was negative. So this is where I think uh, you know we're gonna have to take a step back and really uh, 
you know, determine what this is anymore. I don't uh maybe maybe since we're we're at a fork in the road right now, maybe we uh, we're going to get to this podcast and we'll be professionals about it. Yes. Scheduled. Mm-hmm. But maybe um, maybe next week we we take a, a vacation. No, I don't think we've ever taken a vacation before. So we take a summer vacation. Maybe next week we don't have an episode. And then maybe in two weeks we come back, regroup. Hopefully things are smoothed over. Smooth, smooth, smoothed over. Easy for me to say. So early in the goddamn morning. And, uh, I mean, hopefully everything's better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Brandon. I, uh, I'm just I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. You're not mad. You're disappointed. I'm definitely not mad because when I, it, when I saw it, when I saw it, when when the studio showed me the picture, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, cheese. I call you cheese when in front of Brian because you know he doesn't know you by Brandon. Oh, or I but, thought you say you're, I, you call me cheese when you're angry at me. It's like the reverse parent thing. You don't say my real name; you say my fake name when you're at, when you're mad at me. A little bit of both, but um. I was like, oh, he went with them. I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird, but whatever, no big deal. But as as we zoomed in on the table, we knew that was full, your table. Full CSI investigation over here. Yes, that was your table that you had the wing stop on. But you know, you know, and, and, you know, I was telling name redacted, you know, because I had a really hard day yesterday. I was nervous about going through this because I didn't want to work myself into a shoot. And really say things and hurt and, you know, ruin this relationship. But, you know, I think I've handled this politely, respectfully, with dignity. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a little heads up would, uh, you know, just be like, oh, hey, this is what's going on. Mary, Mary, maybe, you know, hope, you know, no one says anything like, oh, hope Mary's okay. She doing all right. Just, you know, just, you know, just, oh, whatever. You know, she could have died again. Jesus Christ. When she died for the first time, she was like, Jesus, she she risen from the grave. You can't the, kill her on the third day. You can't kill her. Exactly. So I knew she was going to be fine. She's a, she's strong. She's a strong willed mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't kill you, make her stronger. Mm-hmm. She got the antibodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, shout out you- to number one fan, Haley, who took a photo of the wing stop. And I knew as soon as that happened, I knew that was a bad idea. <laughs> And she said, fuck you. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> oh, I think I, I think name redacted on because I told him Monday. I'm like, so. Uh, how was Brandon's? Huh? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's great. And we, we had a quick, quick laugh about it. And then uh, he was like, yeah, you know, when Haley posted it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't think I don't think Dominic follows her or anything. And then I think that's right when I texted the group chat and he said that you were like, oh, Mary definitely saw the photo. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> I know how things Well, go. wait, you call number one fan Haley stupid? No, I'm saying I'm not stupid as in I know what the situation's going to be. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know. It just, you know, I want to be, you know, if if we're all so-called friends, why can't you just be like, hey, this is what's going on? Just because, you know, what if... What if this is like six weeks from now and happens again, but no one has COVID? Huh? No one had COVID. Then we would all be together, or at least the opportunity would have been out there. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. 100%. COVID positive. You never had COVID. You don't, you don't know the fucking struggle. I mean, there was that one time a few weeks ago where I was sick, but I wasn't that sick and I didn't test. 
But then when I was really sick, I tested and was negative. So of course, probably the one time I wasn't that sick, I actually did have COVID. Besides, my mom had COVID in like 2019, in like November. She was sick for like three months. So I probably had COVID then. Or I've had the antibody since then. You don't know the struggle. She had she had COVID before it was cool, bro. Yeah, you know, when you had, had it, it Dominic, when it was just you, called the cold. Yeah, when you had it, Dominic, yeah, it was, COVID was so mainstream. Everybody was getting it. But then you had like the extra COVID, which made you a little fancy. So congratulations. How you doing, by and, the way? Anyways, I had a full day of overtime plus a little extra yesterday. So, you know, your boy had like 10 hours almost of overtime. Which so. means Dominic is going to be fucking rich, which means we're going to WrestleMania next month or next year. And yes, definitely gonna, next month. He's well, you know, maybe we pay for tickets next. Dominic pays for tickets next month, and uh, we get you know front row VIP access. We meet The Rock and everybody else, and yeah. Oh, no, I, what are you talking about? F- Philip's gonna have a, uh, you know, the backstage passes. What are you talking about? Because you know he's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's Mister Big Shot now. Or he leeches off of uh, the plug. Shout out, Baby Huey. But then the other guy, the other, the third man who is supposed to be on the podcast, but then never shows up to the podcast, but shows up to Baby Huey's podcast, which might have some friction going on, you know. Oh, so you're saying that, you know, would you say it's the way Philip treats him, you know, is pushing him away? Huh? Uh, I don't know about that because. Get him on the podcast next week or week after. Maybe we'll see what happens. Get him on the podcast. I just want to talk nothing but shit. Still, I mean, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna have a, a shoot wrestling match. I think in November. So you're more than willing to come along if I'm the, if I'm the guppy who I, you know, he beats me. I take the pin for you, Dominic. But then you're the final boss. You come out. You, you know, rip your shirt off and you know get some tearaway pants. You show up in a single and you beat his ass. You pin him one, two, three, and everything's all hunky dory. You know how much he weighs? Uh, I do not disclose is that. It, I is it, is it three bills? I do not know. I did ask once, and he did not tell me. Because, you know, you you and me, I mean, I know I'm heavier than you, but like, I know I'm not like, but you're all you're on that considerably noom. heavy. Um, how, heavy. How, how, how's the diet? So I got the 248. And then I bumped up the 255 after that faithful day with McDonald's. And uh, now you're I'm me at, what you're telling me one thing at McDonald's made you gain seven pounds. No, it was that. And then like the next day I had something like it was it was a it was that was like the the straw that broke my back. Like I had that. And then I had something else that had something else that, you know, I went like on a bad couple of days and you had like 20 things like taquitos at seven 11 for breakfast. No, allegedly. No. Oh, okay. Never, never, never happened. But for some never reason, happened. it's that story's out there. Story's out there. It's just like how, you know, you had sex with the fucking fat blow up dog. I bought you. Um, yes. Yeah, so you definitely didn't finger it and then burn it alive. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, Yeah, so now now I'm at a, at a I'm I'm locked up at 252. Can't get past I can't get back below 250 again. So I'm trying. Usually weekends are the hardest for me because you know I'm not like doing anything. You know, at work I'm walking, I'm lifting, I'm sweating. You know, it's all great and grand dandy and shit. But like here, it's kind of like oh, I don't want to do anything. It's on relax. So you know, hopefully. Hopefully, I don't, you know, eat too bad today. So, or tomorrow. So, I would ask you, your, you know, how was your week and weekend? But you know, I already know you had a great SummerSlam day. You went and played baseball. You guys probably won. Uh, no, and we then, lost. 
Oh, well, it's awkward. I, I got two RBI and I still didn't even get a hit. I am hot garbage, but the defense, How'd the you glove... get two RBIs and not get and not get a hit. Because I think I was went up there twice with the bases loaded and I grounded out or something. Oh, so you, oh, okay, yeah. Huh. But the glove is always there. I'm not going to lose the glove, even if I lose the bat. The glove will always be there, Dominic. So you get drafted just for your defense. I'm soft hands. Yeah, I'll, I'll become in def- defensive replacement eighth and ninth inning. You know, just when it matters go. most. Exactly. I'm the, I'm the the closer on the field. And uh, you play outfield still or second base? Uh, well, I actually played second base. I started second base oh. and I moved to left field or right field. And then I, well, actually I played some center field a little bit. And then I moved to to right field. Center field, you got to be very fast. You are not fast. Well, yeah, I, that's because we only had 10 people on the entire team last week. So oh. that's why I was playing center field. Oh. And Valar's fat ass was playing second base and he took my glove. And I was a little triggered, but I was like, okay, whatever. Because I don't want anyone touching my glove. By the way, uh, the, the 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 homeboy that's on the team but knows Philip. What's Marks. Uh... shout out Marks? Marks. Uh, I don't know if he officially had hits, but they probably put it down as hits because he, you know, he's a PO, which means pitcher only. Dominic, I know you didn't get to that part of baseball where you get that type of terminology. And he has a broken hand, or formerly had a broken hand. He did uh, okay, not not great in the you know. He's like the opposite of me. Didn't bring the glove, but he brought the bat with one hand. So are you going to consider him a good brother or am I going to badmouth him? He's a good brother. Okay, then I'll shut up. I mean, unless you want to let it fly. It's your podcast. Well, I mean, I, I, I realistically don't really have anything bad to say. It's just, okay. Okay. It's just, you know, don't talk. You don't want to talk bad about the Bullet Cast champion, Will Durst. The Bullet Cast championship. Because, you know, I lost garbage. it at SummerSlam. I didn't have a great day at SummerSlam, Dominic. I lost it. The Street Profits. Because I didn't... fucking wasn't there. It's because exactly. I wasn't there. If Street I was Pro- there, you would have had a great fucking mojo. I would have fucking probably door everybody Cold Stone. But no, you don't want me. You could have. I should have still door you guys Cold Stone. Just have been like, yeah, fuck you. I know you guys are there. Yeah, I'm fucking balling. I got 10 hours of overtime, bitch. Anyways. Anyway. Is this podcast good. almost over? Because, you know, I got things to do today. I know you're so such a busy. Okay, hell oh, yeah, bye, bye. okay. Tell us about the rest of your week. Uh, didn't really do too much. Um, I had a second interview. I did have a second round of interviews, okay. and that that was okay. It was very well. That was an awkward, but it was only like a 15, 10 minute interview, and I pretty much just answered the same questions I did in the first round of interviews. So, if you guys don't know, I interviewed to be like a high school sports reporter. And it's like a different website, it's like a newspaper. Don't fucking laugh, Dominic. Okay? I just think it's funny. A high school news reporter, they th- think you're still in high school. They're like, oh, you want this job, kid? No, you're reporting <laughs> high school sports. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> high school sports reporter. Is that better? Yeah, I need yeah, to add the, the high school sports reporter. I'm not a high school reporter. I'm not yeah. going back in time. Which, you know, I tried to, I was going to be a part of the newspaper senior year, but I don't know if they canceled it or not enough people registered for it didn't get it so i went to i went to yearbook which was an aspex thing and it was a fun time because you only actually have class for like five months out or four months out of the year and then you don't do shit the rest until the yearbook comes out in june but anyways Hmm. did that haven't heard back from them they said they would talk later in the week so i haven't heard anything good or bad about it and then wednesday tried to get the jeep smogged and every year it's this big fucking ordeal because the Jeep has two aftermarket parts. And you know me, I'm not the biggest car guy in the world, but I've mm-hmm. done my research and I know exactly what it is and what they are. And they're all street legal. Everything's fine. Everything checks out. But 
every single time I go to get this to get the Jeep smogged, there's always some issue because there's like a there's supposed to be some sort of like sticker or some sort of marking to say that it's street legal that they plug in. And it wasn't there when I bought the Jeep. They were like, oh, you just show him this piece of paper. You show him this set of numbers, then they're fine. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I, I, you know, we got in like 16 or yeah, 16, fine. 18, I ran into some issues, but then they were like, okay, it's fine. But, you know, you need to fix it or do something like, okay, whatever. Didn't do anything. And then in like 20, they, then they tell me that it's like, not this. You need to get a number. You need to get like the part numbers. Like, okay, I did some research and I finally found it. And then I got it. And then this year, they, the place I usually went to was closed because they had a family emergency, T's and P's. So then I go to the Arco gas station one and I show up. I have them all this pay, p- paperwork. I can already tell by your, I should have known that. And so then I, I show them all the paperwork. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is the part number. This is the, California executive order number to say that this is street legal and I have the paperwork and he's like oh no you need this like sticker and I was like well could you just like check it real quick to see if there's sticker and he was like oh no we have to test it first because I knew should have been a major red flag because mm-hmm. I kind of knew there wasn't a sticker on there but I was already angry and wanted to get this shit over with and just kind of prayed that it would still pass which the Jeep passes like it actually it passes smog everything's fine it's just the two parts don't have the proper documentation it doesn't have these fucking stickers on them to say that they're street legal. And so then they, they fail me because they're modified parts. And so then uh, I went on the internet and I had to submit a form to get those two stickers. I got one. The other one hasn't got passed yet. So I'm gonna have to call Tuesday or Monday to expedite the process because we're sitting here August 6th. The Jeep's registration expires the 22nd. So gotta get, gotta get on that shit. You know, maybe it's just about time you just part ways, get something new. Well, if I were to be a high school sports reporter, I would have to be driving around the bay and you're getting a Prius. Nice. I mean, I might because I have to I would have to drive all these different places and I would be reimbursed uh, for mileage. So and I was thinking and I asked them, how far do I go? East and West isn't bad because obviously, you know, we go as far as the Pacific and then as far East is like Livermore, which I can deal with Livermore. It's not bad. I I can deal with Livermore with the Jeep, but he said as far South is possibly Gilroy and obviously like San Jose, Santa Clara area. And, you know, in the Jeep on a weekend or a weekday afternoon with traffic, probably not gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, that was the best part and the worst, worst part about the contracting gig I had was you know getting mileage reimbursement is cool because on the days where especially when i worked over here oakland hayward fremont whatever i wasn't you know burning a lot of gas so i was like oh i drove you know 65 miles today and it's i think it's like uh i, don't, I can't I think the california average like 50 cents 56 cents a mile something like that so and now okay, they're gonna know. raise it up to 60 something because the federal limit in gas prices and yeah. So, I mean, like, thanks. So, I mean, if you think about it, if you get a, a not even a super great fuel efficient car, but like a decent fuel efficient. I mean, you're talking like get like get like something like Mary's where it's like like 20, 22 city and like 29 freeway, bro, you'd be getting great. You get a decent reimbursement and top on top of your hourly rate. 
Exactly. I mean, when I was in Chicago, I had this this like little four car, four seater, two door little car. You know, if I just get something like that. I mean, because let's be honest, the Jeeps, the craze is over. The great, I mean, the Jeep is great if we're going to just, you know, drive around town and we're going to go to an A's game, go okay. rock crawling, which I still haven't done, but it's OK. Don't which lose. You should, don't you lose. Just... Don't lose a fingy. I was to say you should just sell it. Don't even take it rock crawling. Just sell it and let someone else fucking fuck with it. And you know, I, I, I could probably get a good eight, ten thousand out of it, and there you go. Put, put that towards a, a new car. and then finance the other like eight thousand and get yourself like a fucking like a fucking Ford F one fifty and still be paying it off. Damn. Oh, sorry. That was just a. I just randomly grabbed that out of my head. Damn. Or we get matching Mustangs, Dominic. You trade in the the truck to get a Mustang. I get a Mustang. I was actually it's thinking so about cool. just trading in the truck for like uh, a better, newer truck, not a V eight, but like a V six. So it's better, better mileage. Maybe get a flex fuel and just you know I can try to get like you know maybe like twenty miles city in like twenty four. But honestly, when are you using the bed? Well, you know. One thing that's good about trucks is when you need to haul something, you can haul it. You know, look at you and your Jeep. You know, you can fit fucking a ham sandwich and a pack of soda. That's it. What are you talking about? I fit Philip in that car. Sorry. Pork chops and a pack of soda. And the Bullock has heavyweight champion, Lil Durst, in the backseat. And Lil Durst in the backseat. Shout out. Shadow, but this is a long intro. Maybe one of the longest ones we've done. Well, I, I I think people like us for the intros, and then the sports and wrestling. They don't really give a shit. That's why I, I kind of want to like stay more on like the the, the, the beginning segment. Kind of start, you know, just cut. You want to be back. more. You want to be more free flowing and not you know, yeah organized. Yeah, sounds like a. Oh, a let's just get to the East. The Yankees. The, it's like come on, like no one gives a shit about that maybe, right now. Oh, maybe you know, maybe we just do a reboot. Heard those things are in. Are you telling me we're going to be Kerbal and Chair Shots point 19? 2.0? 2.0, whatever. Yeah, we get some flat. We asked Mr. X to like redo our, our logo uh, to like. He's, have okay, more. first of all, he's a busy man. And second of all, your boy's broke. I can't afford another logo. And this logo is already badass as it is. Do more, do some, some paint splatters and we like get, we get way more hornier than we already are. And well, okay, well, hang time out. We're horny. Well, I mean, we say some things every now and then, but we're trying, you know, we're trying to get NXT 2.0 horny, which is real horny. Are they horny? I don't watch it. I mean, we made the bet. I mean, Nikita Lions. That's all I gotta say. God damn. I mean, happy birthday. Birthday was yesterday. Happy belated birthday. And the things we the things we fanging on a birthday. Do you know but, who my favorite wrestler in a NXT 2.0 is, by the way? Uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, whatever the fucker name is, with the underrated Caden Carter. Okay, well Casey's cool, but like, who? Katana who, Chance. There it is. Oh, huh? that's her name now. Katana Chance. Oh, I forgot they changed it. Casey Catanzaro is no longer is you know cool, but the real her is Dakota. Is I keep wanting to say Dakota Kai, <laughs> Katana Chance. 
blah, blah, blah. And that's also, you know, I think you're real horny and with the change our names if we do it. Curveballs and I'm Brandon Tanguma and you're Dominic Hobson. No, we have to do like some ultra fake name. You're like, well, maybe we do like, we do like our middle names are our, our first names and then we do like a porn star last name. So you would be Antonio, oh, like, like Antonio Vinci. And then I'd be like Joseph or Joey something. Call me Tony. I don't Soprano. Know. Ooh, no, don't get canceled or die. But um, but no, you don't, you spoiler really alert! Don't, you really don't know who my fucking girl your fav- is. In... Your favorite NXT wrestler? Two point G- Sorry, 2.0. is it Gigi Dolan? No, no. I mean, it's, it's good, but no. Is it a male or female? Why would I? You can't see my face. I forgot we're not on video right now, but I just gave you the look of like really. It has to be a female. It is a female. Of course, it's a female. Okay, so uh, it's not Gigi. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Is it is it Curveballs and Cherry Shots' favorite Instagram follow uh Electra Lopez? No. Which uh, she might be kicked to the curb for Nikita Nikita Lions now, but Brandon, okay. Who is my favorite of all time female wrestler? Paige. Okay. Who is my 2.0 Cora Jade? There you go, baby. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. It all makes sense now, right? Yeah, she's like a light page, page light, and now she's a she's a baddie. She's a bad girl now, Dominic. No, no, my name my name is Tony. Remember? Sorry, Tony. All right, Joe. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Are you a little durst? He's uh, drinking a a tall white claw at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh! Forgot to tell you. Should start. I should start off this with the podcast. Last night, first time ever, I had. A shower beer. Nice. I had a long uh, day at work and had to wash away the the work week and wash it down with the beer. It was, according to Name Redacted, a spiritual, magical moment in time when you drink a beer in the shower, which I do confirm, but it I hits would, different. It it definitely 100% hit different. Would I do it again? I, I think I want to save those moments for like special occasions like, oh, my fucking God, I got promoted time for a shower beer. Oh, my God, I got married shower beer, you know, like stuff like that. Like, I don't want to just, you know, casually drink shower beers because I think it'll just ruin it. But and you don't want to develop a problem. That too, that too. But, uh, you know, it was a uh, very, very good. Good. Very good. With I think uh, I think it's called Schmeek. Right? Isn't that uh Schmeek? Schmeagel? No, isn't that what, what the iconics used to say? Schmeek. It's good. It's good. Shout out Peyton Royce. Got a baby. Gonna have a baby. Bro, uh, that was that's something that I, I I can't wait till I have that moment, by the way. You open up a you think you're getting a present and then you open it up and it's a, a stick of plastic with some piss on it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. The, the, the pure joy that Sean had in his eyes and like you can feel it like in that hug and everything. It's like that's what I am waiting for. So curveballs and sure shots baby coming soon. I mean, I'd be coming all the time, but no, I mean, baby, I don't know. And you say we're not horny, Dominic. <laughs> and you say we're not horny. Brandon, when are you going to have a baby? 
know. I mean, might might be going on a vacation this pet this next week, so maybe you know have a have a baby there. Are you bringing any uh, special friends with you? Is yeah. uh is uh big daddy's going? Are you inviting your uh? Is it is this the date that uh you and my uh, coworker never uh went on? Is this, yeah, this what we you're, you're uh, taking, we're taking like, her to Nashville. Yeah, we're like you know what we haven't been able to see each other in person at you know a local bay area eatery so like you know what fuck it we're gonna fly cross country go to tennessee and that's how we're gonna meet we're not even gonna be on the on the plane together we're gonna take separate planes we're gonna go on a date in nashville i am so oh, i can't wait to talk to her when are you guys leaving saturday morning or sunday morning so you're leaving tomorrow yep god damn when you're coming back when friday oh yeah friday night Use a honky tonking. I, 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 I know I, uh, you know, maybe clapped your cheeks a little bit in the beginning of this show, but I, I really do hope you. Uh, and I, I really, loved it. I really hope you enjoy it and have a good I'm time. Gonna, I want to have. I'll probably have a shower beer. Shower beer for you, Dominic. Oh, thank you. But uh, I do plan on getting wrecked. So I'll, I'll have to text multiple her times. Soon. I'll text her soon and tell her to have a safe trip and see if she, you know. Just, it's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, just you know, have say like have fun honky tonking with like no, <laughs> no uh pretext. Just send her that and see what she says. Don't even know if she knows what honky tonking means. Should I text her right now? I mean, it she, is, doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't seem like the, the the. She doesn't seem like a country girl. Let's see where the fuck is her name. Oh, I forgot. <sighs> there Okay, so we're going to Nashville this week. No real um, itinerary. The only thing we really have on schedule is me and Big Daddy. They spell going. honky talking. It's H O N K Y. Honky. Come on, honky. You should know how to spell it. Sorry. That was racially motivated. I'm sorry. Uh, so the only thing we really have on schedule is Big Daddy and I, and maybe the other parties involved, are going to a Nashville Sounds game, AAA affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers, former affiliate of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, but for the most part, don't really have anything planned. Do you want to try the hot chicken? So hot chicken, maybe that should be fun. Uh, we're staying pretty close to Broadway. So in walking distance of everything downtown. So get shit faced, listen to some country music and get shit faced. But anyways, uh, let's you can get on. into it. I'll, I'm, I gotta open the door. The mascot's crying outside, so I'm gonna let him in. But we can we can stop with the 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 pleasantries, the pleasantries, and or the unpleasantries as we started the podcast with 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 my feelings being hurt and how you're a dick and you know yep, but a big thick one with a little bit of a curve. And okay, anyway, is so, there any crusties? No, I'm clean. <sighs> no flavor. Uh, well. Anyway, so after after this roaring intro, we're going to have to uh, pivot very hardly. Haven't done this in a while, but we have to uh, do the in memoriam segment because this past week we had two absolute fucking legends pass away. Unfortunately, two best to ever do it, arguably the best to ever do it in their field. Uh, Saturday or Sunday this week, this past weekend, last weekend. Uh, Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88. And then just a few days ago, Vince Scully, the legendary Dodgers announcer, passed away at 94, Dominic. So two absolute fucking legends have left. It 
have, we haven't done the segment in a while and we were going to do it for Bill Russell. And then of, then Vince Scully did it. So now we're getting the two for one special, unfortunately, but uh, your thoughts on uh, Bill Russell and Vince Scully, shout out Bill Russell, uh, went to Oakland high school. We're not Oakland high school, went to, I forget what them. went to high school in Oakland and oh, then graduated okay. at San Francisco. Shout out town business. And then Vince Scully, probably the, not probably the greatest play-by-play sports announcer of all time, obviously did the Dodger games, but dabbled in other sports as well. Had the catch call, did the Kurt Gibson walk off or you know, walk off form in 88. But that ended the Bill Buckner shit. So he's done other things besides Dodger baseball, but obviously super linked to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I've been to the Dodger stadium twice and both times he was still there because he retired in 16. And it was cool because even though he's doing the TV and radio, he still would do like the pregame or not. He would do like the announcements for like the pregame and like the lineup. So you see him on, on the jumbotron and you still get that Vince Scully feel, even though you're in the stadium. So it was definitely cool. And Bill Russell, I mean, the greatest player to play when he played in the fifties and sixties and has all the rings and people will kind of discount him because of the area he played in. But I mean, Bill Russell fucking amazing. And you know, obviously kind of the, the racial stuff of him playing in Boston in the fifties and sixties and being the first ever black head coach. And I think sports history, at least in pro sports history. And I mean, it sucks, but two legends that we need to uh, show our respects, Dominic. I mean, I think uh, everybody who knows sports, like even novice, just, you know, people who barely know the game will respect what Bill Russell and Vince Goley has done. I mean, Vince Goley didn't play, but his ability to pretty much paint the picture with his words is art and talent that you know it's gonna you can't be replicated um i i do want to ask this question and i hope you're not a jerk about it but for vin scully yeah i know right um being that he's majorly tied with dodger baseball does it how do you say If someone was to come up and be like, okay, I, I barely know him, would that would that be disrespectful or be, or because he's linked more to Dodger? Like, you know, let's say it's like a fucking a Royals fan just throwing it out there. Like, oh, who the fuck is Vin Scully? You know, oh, he's a Dodger broadcaster. Why should I care? Like if they were so if they were just kind of cut and dry, like, oh, he's just a broadcaster who gives a shit. Would that be disrespectful if they're like i just don't know him or would do you think he's had such an impact on sports broadcasting in general that everybody should know of him i mean if you've watched baseball within like or sports in the last 60 years but definitely baseball in like the last 60 years you should know who vin scully is now he's been away from the game for a little bit since 2016 so maybe some of the younger people Younger fans don't exactly know him, but I mean, you should know who Vince Scully is. And yes, he's been tied to Dodgers to the Dodgers for such a long period of time because I forget when he stopped doing like national uh, sports. But I mean, he's such an, an iconic voice. And 
I mean, he's called so many games that you should know who Vince Scully is. I mean, even you probably there's probably people out there who, you know, kind of know who he is, but don't even realize that he's voiced like all these like legendary non Dodger things. And it's like the man called Jackie Robinson games back in Brooklyn and he was calling Clayton Kershaw games in 2016. It's like the, the, the man has been around. Shout out and Scully. And even as like an A's fan who, I mean, I like if the Dodgers were on and they had the Dodger broadcast and he was doing the games, I would always make an a point of emphasis to watch him because I mean, he's a legend and he, it's great at paint a picture, even if it's a blowout. Either way, he still would find ways to keep it entertaining and keep it light and you know, do all the do all them things. And I know uh Dodger fans are hurting. It's like a part of their family passed away. And the Dodgers did a fantastic ceremony yesterday at Dodger Stadium. They put up the sign, uh, said, We'll miss you, Vin. And he he will be missed. I mean, in 94, he lived a great life, but Still sad when uh, people like that go. And also Bill Russell. I mean, I know we've kind of focused more on Vince Scully a little bit, but I mean, Vince, uh, Bill Russell, even like in the later years when he was, you know, we'd see him come out and hand over the and the Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP award. He would still, you know, have a sense of humor about him. And there's like videos of him, you know, having fun, poking fun at like the, the newer generations that he kick all their asses and stuff. So shout out Bill Russell and, and Vince Scully. They're a, uh, the sports world up there in heaven have uh, got two great ones now. Agreed. Before we continue, she said, what do I mean? What'd you say? Honky, what are you honky tonking? Have fun honky tonking. Just, just don't respond. Just, okay. Just leave it, leave it on red. Okay. Yeah. Just like I did. Okay. Two months ago. Gotcha. Allegedly. All right. Let's move on to the NBA, uh, not the NBA standings, the MLB standings as for whatever reason, I kept saying last week that the trade deadline was on Monday. It was on Tuesday, you fucking idiot. But a lot of trades, a lot of movement happened. And we're not going to go over every single little detail. But as we get through the Sandys, we'll kind of go through the teams that made the big names or made the big moves. Starting off with the A, at least as always, the New York Yankees still holding a firm grasp, firmly grasp it. At 70 and 37, first team to 70 wins. They have been struggling a little bit. They've lost their last three games. So the Yankees, not as dominant as they've been. Aaron Judge has been just hitting the shit out of the ball, but he also you know, been resting a little bit as well because they have such a firm grasp. Unfortunately, Frankie Montas did get dealt at the trade deadline and Lou Trevino. <clears throat> Don't care. See you later, buddy. Uh, so Frankie and Lou get traded from the A's to the Yankees for a, a good haul of prospects. I would have liked Oswald Peraza to be in the deal just because uh, I like his card in MB the show. And so if you're good on MB the show, that must mean you're good in real life. But Dominic, your thoughts on the, uh, the Yankees acquiring Frankie and Lou Trevino, and how does this bolster them as they head into the playoffs? Cause I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. I would assume they're going to make the win the division. But what do you think them getting those Oakland A's players? Will do I mean, to them? Frankie helps them. I'm not going to say it helps them considerably, but I mean, he is a arm that I think you can trust if you need. If if a starter goes down, if you know you need a good inning or two of relief, 
um, shit if you want him moving to close. I think he's someone you can count on. Trevino can go suck an ass. I don't give a shit. Um, also, I kind of think the A's are kind of like, hey, we'll give you Frankie, but you got to take Lou with you. Like, we don't want his ass. But, I mean, like I, like I told Name Redacted, Trevino will be back in a year or two. Watch. Trevino, he, he's a very up-and-down reliever. And the Yankees need a reliever because their bullpen's hurting a little bit. Michael King down for the rest of the season. Uh, Clay Holmes, I think, is struggling a little bit. And Aroldis Chapman is very hit or miss. Uh, but Trevino is on a good stretch right now. So if he continues that, good for the Yankees. But I also just have a feeling that he's going to hit one of those rough patches. And ho- hopefully for the Yankees fan, that's not in October. Because when, when Lou is on, I mean, he has good stuff. But when he is when he's not on and his uh, confidence is shaking, because you can kind of tell when he doesn't have it, it is not a pretty sight. And I am, I am waiting. Now I don't want this to happen, but I will be thoroughly entertained when, if I'll be positive, if a Lutrovino October blow up happens and Yankee Twitter is just roasting his ass. But uh, for the A's on the A side of things, you know, got a, a decent haul. They got, a, you know, three good pitchers, one of the pitchers has actually pitched against them this year. So I'm uh, probably going to see him later in the year. And they got a second baseman, I think. So, uh, you know, it, it was an okay haul. Uh, I think looking at the Seattle Mariners trade when they just gave up everybody for Luis Castillo, maybe we were thinking we could have got a similar haul, but the Yankees and the Mariners are in two different spots. Mariners haven't made a playoff game in 10,000 years. So they need to really go all in and after they fucked up last year with dealing Kendall Graveman. I think they're like, okay, we need to make sure we don't fuck this one up. We're in a prime spot. Let's get Castillo. Let's give, let's kind of overpay for him. And I think maybe the A's were hoping they can get a similar haul, but the the Mariners are in such a unique position that I don't think any other team is going to overpay as much as they did for uh, Castillo. Moving on, get uh, Toronto. Ten and a half back. They hold the two and a half game lead on the number one spot. They're they're doing great. Uh, they did lose yesterday against the uh, the Twinkies, but overall they're playing fine. Uh, Tampa Bay, twelve and a half. Baltimore, fourteen and a half. And those Red Sox all the way down at sixteen and a half. Not too many big big moves. Uh, the only one that's funny for uh, Toronto is they traded for Whit Merrifield, who didn't play against Toronto in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. So I would assume. Old uh, old witty boy is going to uh, get that get that jab, get those microchips in him because be be very awkward if you're going to trade for a player who ain't going to play in your home stadium. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm vaccinated, so you know. I wasn't I wasn't saying anything. I was just stating facts. I don't I don't but you know just you know. Baltimore okay. did trade away some pieces. They traded away Jorge Lopez and uh, Trey Mancini. They're only a game and a half back of the wild card. Did you were you surprised that they were sellers, even though they are in kind of a prime spot to make a playoff push? Or this is their plan all along, so might as well sell off these pieces when you have such a full plethora of young talent down in the minors that you can bring oh. up. And you're kind of playing with house money. So if you make the playoffs, cool. But if you don't, you weren't expecting to. I think that's pretty much what it is. It's kind of like, hey, if we make playoffs, great, cool, grand, wonderful. But if we don't, hey, we're not going to be upset because you know, we weren't supposed to make it, but Trey Mancini, I'm just kind of bummed. It's kind of hoping he was going to stay there for his career. Yeah. I mean, hits a inside the park home run on his last game. 
hits a fucking bomb in his first at bat with the Astros. So good for Trey Mancini. I mean, the man beat cancer and now he's he's balling out. So good, good for him. I would have loved to see him in the playoffs with the Orioles, but we'll see him in the playoffs with the Astros. Moving on to the central. Um, nothing too much in terms of movement. Uh twins leading two games up on the White Sox, Cleveland, two games back as well, Kansas City and Detroit. Sorry, you guys are down there at the bottom. Uh, said it, Twins got Jorge Lopez, so they bolstered up that bullpen, so that was a good move for them. But besides that, I'm trying to think, not really any big, big moves in terms of trades in the AL Central. Uh, the, the White Sox, they're still hanging around two games back. Um, I know I keep pretending that they're going to get it going. I still got to have faith in my team, but uh, the, the Twins, I don't know. They have struggled recently, four and six in the last 10, but uh, no no real movement in terms of trades. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens in this division, Dominic. Moving on to the, AL, on. to the AL West. We get the Houston Astros. They also have 70 wins. They're 70 and 38. They're 12 games back up on the Seattle Mariners, but the Mariners do have a wild card spot. Uh, we said Trey Mancini going to Houston, uh, Luis Castillo going to Seattle. So those two teams uh, making some moves, wheeling and dealing at the deadline. Um, Dominic, how do you feel about Houston, Seattle? I know Houston kind of the same spot as the Yankees. I think they're going to clinch the division. They got this, but Seattle a little bit more in a dogfight. Do you think Seattle has learned from last year's debacle that they'll be fine? And do you kind of agree with me when I was talking about Luis Castillo and why they overpaid so much for him because they need to make the playoffs this year? I mean, I think everything is kind of, you know, what you said is spot on, spot on dog. But uh, I, I'm I'm nervous for Seattle. I feel like they're uh, they're doing everything they can to keep this wild card spot and go into October, you know, fighting and ready to go. But I just I, I just can't get past last season. I I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna happen again. I I have faith, Seattle is going to make the playoff. Not going to sit here and say they're going to make a deep run. I don't think they will, but it will be fun to have Mariner playoff games in October, which is when the playoff games happen. Uh, Texas, they're crunched in the middle, 22 games back, 12 games under 500. They didn't sell anybody, really, because they don't have anybody to sell. Everyone's locked up under contract and I think they want to keep this core moving forward. Uh, the Angels, on the other hand, good Lord. I mean, 45 and 61, they have just been terrible. I mean, Mike Trout's been gone with his back injury. Uh, they had the series with the A's this past week, lose two out of three, including hitting seven solo home runs, and they still find a way to lose, Dominic. I mean, I'm not even saying this as an ace fan just like as a baseball fan like what the what the hell is going on with the angels i mean they just find all these different ways to lose Shohei hits two home runs seven home runs in total and they still lose to the worst team in the american league i mean at home too i mean it's it's good and bad because hopefully this showing 
of baseball for Angels and Angels fans, you know, don't don't get excited that you got Shohei, Mike Trout, Rondon, and you know, all these other fucking people. If you if your team can't first of all beat the worst team in the American League and you're hitting all these runs, I mean, come on. There's clearly something wrong, and hopefully they can dissect the game and figure out what the fuck it is. I mean, they've been dissecting it for 12 years with Mike Trout, and they still haven't figured it out. I don't know if having Shohei is going to make them figure it out even quicker, but uh, the A's down there at the bottom, 41-66. and 66. They are also close to not being the worst team in the American League anymore. They're only a, a half game or a full game back. Well, a half game back of the Tigers, a full game back of the Kansas City Royals. So hopefully maybe the – I mean, the A's, you know, this isn't home we're speaking. They're playing pretty good baseball in the second half. They are not, I mean, they're not the worst team in the Bay Area. I'll say that right, Dominic. Can you agree with me right now? I agree. Okay, thank you. But uh, speaking of the other team in the Bay Area, we got the Bay Bridge Series this week or this weekend. The rare Friday off day, a two-game set at home at the Coliseum against the Giants and A's. I I mean, I could say they're going up, but they're still in a, you know, have a terrible record, but the Giants absolutely are going down tanking. We'll talk about them later, but hopefully the A's, I think if they, the A's need to sweep the two game set to, to win the Bay Bridge series and get that trophy, which everyone cares about. Uh, moving on to the NL East, we get the New York Metropolitans 67 and 39, holding a three and a half game lead over the Atlanta Braves. Mets have been absolutely killing it recently. Eight and two in their last 10 did lose their game yesterday against the Atlanta Braves, uh, the Mets and Braves have a five game series this weekend, have a double dip today on Saturday. So a lot of movement can happen Sunday. Looks like it's going to be an absolute fucking barn burner of a game as we have Jacob deGrom going up against. Hold on. Who is it? I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I didn't want to. uh yeah, so we got Jacob DeGrom going up against Strider, Spencer Strider, I believe his name. Yeah, Spencer Strider, who he's been killing it. Sunday is going to be a great game. So if you got nothing to do Sunday, watch that game. DeGrom is back. Also had a DeGrom game because I think he pitched five innings, one run, couple hits. Mets still found a way to lose, but DeGrom is back. So him, Scherzer, Edwin Diaz is fucking shoving when he comes on the mound with the trumpets. The, uh, the Mets seem legit if they're, you know, starting pitching can hold up, especially like the back end, because I think DeGrom and Scherzer are going to do their thing. And Diaz closes it, which is kind of their only bullpen. I would have liked to see the Mets get a little bit more depth at the bullpen. But if they get to the lead in the ninth inning, the Trumpets play, Edwin Diaz is going to shut you down. Dominic, what do you, I know the Bra- I picked the Braves, but Mets are looking good right now. Well, it's because DeGrom comes back, you immediately start sucking their dick again. I just noticed that. He went down, you were kind of like, oh, you know. I, mean, I, still, like the, I still like the Braves. The Braves, after, even after the trade deadline, I would say the Braves still have the best lineup in the league. Meh, I mean, I think this is the year the Mets go all the way. Just saying. Subway Series? 2022 i mean never forget never never forget uh phillies down there nine games back the division but they do have a wild card spot uh they made 
some moves. They got Noah Syndergaard. Um, I think they did some other stuff. So, you know, Phillies, they're, they're still in the hunt and they're, they're still there. They might sneak in the back door and uh, get a spot there. And by that time, Bryce Harper should be back. Uh, they're playing well, eight and two in their last 10. They've won their last three games. So as the, uh, the Mets and Braves beat up on each other, maybe the, the Phillies can continue their hot streak and uh, gain some games as they play the Washington Nationals. So prime spot for them to take advantage of the top two teams beating up on each other as they play the worst team in the in baseball as Nationals are 36 and 72. Sorry about it. Then NL Central, we have a tie as the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals are tied at 58 and 48. Uh, Milwaukee going down five and five in the last 10 did win yesterday, but they got swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Raise it. As the Cardinals go 73 in the last 10 and have won their last five in a row. So Cardinals going up, Milwaukee kind of going down. The uh, the big trade that kind of had everyone shaking their head is Milwaukee trading Josh Hader, who is still under control for one year, but they probably don't want to pay him an arbitration, trading him to the Padres for uh, Taylor Rogers, their closer. So they swap left-handed closers. Hader might have had some blow-ups recently, but still one of the best closers in the game definitely one of the best strikeout closers in the game why dominic do the do the brewers know something we don't know why do they trade their their star closer for another good closer but not as good of a closer i i, I honestly <clears throat> i didn't understand any of this i think i think the padres with everything they've got they're they're more renting their talent if anything they can't afford to pay tatis they can't afford to pay machado they can't afford to pay soto so i think all of this is all going to be rentals i mean i think except for tatis i think he's on contract for a while but i mean it's all rentals and they're gonna they're not and if these rentals don't pan out then the padres are going to go down one of the teams in baseball history that fucking suck up the biggest balls in the world I mean, this was more of a Milwaukee Brewers question, but 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 I mean, it ties it ties to the Padres, Brewers, the Brewers aren't the Brewers are like the Giants of like last season, where you're like, oh, okay, you're doing great, you know. I'm not saying I'm not saying they are because I know the Giants have the best record and all that kind of shit, but like, you know, the way that they were playing up until the last few weeks, they were kind of like, okay, Brewers are going to make the playoffs, or whatever, and then now it's kind of like, what the fuck. What's going on? You you make this trade, you're bolstering the Padres in the West. You're in the Central. What the fuck? You guys are stupid. It's just a stupid trade. There's a lot of the shit going on is a stupidity, in my opinion. I don't understand why you would trade Josh Hader. Like I know he had a few bumps in the road. But overall, this season, he's been like very good. So unless they know something we don't in terms of his mechanics or something kind of lingering. Unless it's just strictly money purposes where they don't want to pay him an arbitration this year. Then I don't know, like, why you would trade Josh Hader. And I mean, Hader came in at the for the Padres, shut the door down against the Rockies, you know, but. He, he he showed out that he, he still got, it, which I don't think was ever really in doubt. And 
I think the Cardinals, they got this. They're going to take the division by storm next time we talk next week. Uh, shout out Mr. X's Reds, 42 and 63. You guys are, are still there. You guys did trade a lot of pieces, unfortunately, but we kind of knew that was going to be the case. Uh, this trade deadline. Then the NL West, it's still the Dodgers, 73 and 33 best record in baseball fifth or 13 and a half games up on the San Diego Padres. And both these teams are playing this weekend. It was a much anticipated game yesterday. And what do the Dodgers do? They hang a four spot on our boy Shamanai in the first inning and they just blow out the Dodgers after or after they blow out the Padres after the Padres were the hot thing in town, making all these splashy moves. The Dodgers like, eh, we don't give a shit. We're still going to beat your ass. They've won their last six games, nine and one in their last 10 Dodgers still doing the goddamn thing. They didn't really need to make any moves at the trade deadline. They did get Joey Gallo and I saw Joey Gallo against the giants and he just shit, not shit on a ball, but he just kind of hit one the other way, beating the shift. So new and approved Joey Gallo watch out. Um, any, any thoughts on, on the Dodgers before we, we get into the, the real news of the NL West, Dominic. No, they're, they're I mean, still fucking doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them. So go Dodgers. Ooh, I mean that means you know that that's when you really know Dominic is a Giants fan anymore. But the San Diego Padres were the big winners of the trade deadline as they get Josh Hader, they get Brandon Drury from the Reds, Jamie Strix, and they get Juan Soto and Josh Bell, which Josh Bell acquirement should not go understated i mean josh bell is their cleanup hitter he's doing great he has a batting over 300 but of course everyone's talking about juan soto you already know though he goes to the padres still under contract for the next three seasons so the padres get it done they give a haul to the uh washington nationals was going to include eric hosmer but eric hosmer's like eh I don't really feel like going to the worst team in baseball. I have a no trade clause. So uh, yeah, this doesn't really work out for me, buddy. So instead Luke Voigt gets fucked. He gets dealt to the nationals as Eric Hosmer gets dealt to the Boston Red Sox. So anyways, Dominic thoughts on the Juan Soto trade. And I guess you can take all of it as what the Padres definitely loading the fuck up. Still probably not going to cast the Dodgers, but they're definitely going all in for the postseason they're going all in but you know let's be honest just because you have the most talented people in the world doesn't mean that you know they're gonna gel together and win ball games i mean i mean yeah look at los padres i mean i would say we're very talented but for whatever reason we just we can't get it done exactly when, when we when we pitch we can't hit when we hit we can't pitch it's the whole thing but if you're on the field you're getting outs that's all that matters well, on both sides of the field, I'm getting out in the box and on the field, which is sad. Yeah, but I'm not going to be there this week. So, when, you know, I'm not going to be there. First game of the season I miss, guaranteed W for Los Padres tomorrow. Yep, and that means you got to miss the next game. And then Exactly. The I'm just going to never next. show up. Yep. I'm going to quit the team. Uh, but the real Padres, San Diego Padres, uh, get Juan Soto. Dominic, do you think it's – I forget exactly what we talked about with Juan Soto, but do you think it's worth it to – uproot your entire farm system to get Juan Soto for at least three years. They asked him if he's going to resign. He was very noncommittal. 
not not the best answer, not what you want to hear as a Padres fan, but I think you're in the honeymoon stage. And if Juan Soto brings you a ring in the next three years, I don't think they'll mind. Are the Padres paying them for the next three years, or is it the Nationals that are paying them for the next three years? Well, obviously the Padres are paying them for the next three years, but I would assume if you're trading for Juan Soto, you're giving up all these pieces. Your plan is to try to sign him. And that's going to cost you north of $440 million. You're already owing to Tisa half a billion dollars. You're paying Machado a shit ton of money. He's up there in age. So maybe you can cut some costs in a couple of years, but you're going to have a billion dollar uh, roster. If you pay uh, one Soto. So we, I mean, right now we're not hearing any contract negotiations, but I would assume in the off season, maybe they're going to try to get a deal done. Well, like I said, I think it's all a rental. I think if they have a chance, it's going to be either this year or next year to get that that championship. If they don't, I think everybody's on the everybody's on the chopping block, and they're just going to say, "Fuck it, time to rebuild again." After the Padres make all these splashy moves, beat up on the Rockies, which they're the Rockies, go to Dodger Stadium, emotional game with. You know, Vince Scully passing away, but the Dodgers just absolutely put their nuts on the table. It's like, yeah, we don't care. You have one soda. We don't care. You got Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Josh Hader. We're still the best team in the division. We're going to beat the shit out of you. Is that something or, or nothing, Dominic, that that game yesterday? Oh, I think it's something because I feel like even if the Dodgers were emotionally driven, the Dodgers now know. They 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 can whoop them. The Padres, if they if if the Dodgers sweep them, the Padres are not winning any championship this year, guaranteed. Now they the Dodgers did have Tony Gonsolin, who is by far their best pitcher this year. So that that is one thing to point out. Shamanaya, as we know, tends to have some blow ups every now and then. Uh, but I think Saturday Sunday is going to be telling if the. Padres can kind of get it done this week or, you know, this series and win these next two. I think it's all well and dandy, but if they do kind of blow up once again and lose the next two, or, I mean, even if they lose one and it's another ugly loss, I I will say that's not a good look for them because I will say on paper, at least on the pitching side of things on paper, the Padres should have, do have, I would say a better rotation, a little bit better bullpen, but definitely the rotation, they have their strengths compared to the Dodgers and, it, I mean, we get to the playoffs, it's all kind of a reset, but the Dodgers still have a, a nasty lineup. Uh, I mean, Kershaw should be back, hopefully by the postseason. Walker Bueller ain't looking good. Uh, they might, I think they might get Dustin May back from TJ at the end of the season. Not 100% sure on that, but uh, the Dodgers rotation is a little bit of a question mark, but that lineup, uh, that lineup still fucks. Uh, in the third place, surprisingly, is the San Francisco Giants as they are just an absolute dumpster fire right now in the second half. Three and seven in their last 10. They lost four in a row, a sweep by the Los Angeles Dodgers, the second four-game sweep of the season. Uh, The Giants were sellers, kind of, at the trade deadline, but they didn't trade Rendon or Jock, kind of the two bigger pieces we thought may be going. Um. Seven games back of the wild card, so not completely out of it, but they're kind of out of it, Dominic. Uh, 
If you want to put your Giants cap back on, you can. What the fuck is going on with them? I feel like I feel like they're taking a page. <clears throat> I feel like they're taking a page out of the Ace playbook and being like, "Eh, we don't want to fucking spend any money." And that and that's where I think, which I told you, Farhan Zaidi, former Moneyball Oakland A guy, he's fucking being frugal and stingy, and that's what's going to cost them. I think for the next couple years at least, you're going to have to spend money to see results, and. That's why the A's aren't going to do anything for a while. And I think the Giants, you know, they might have a lucky. I think last year, if anything, was more of a fluke that they actually played as well. They did, but they lost a lot of their. uh, I think they either traded or they I think they actually I think they were free agents. Most of the the people from last season's team so that they lost. So, um, you know, it's just, you know, you got to spend the money. If you don't want to spend the money, you ain't going to win. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say last year was a fluke because 162, you 107 games, you're a pretty good team. But, I mean, Dave, uh, Gabe Kapler didn't have the best record back in uh, Philly last year, 107. This year, 51 and 55, so not the best in the world. And I, I mean, I was, I watched a, a little bit of the Dodger Giant game on Tuesday, and they had the GM in the booth and it was just fuck it was like the bad news bears out there the giants couldn't uh, catch a ball they're diving for balls in the outfield that already hit the ground and it was a complete shit show and the, and the gm was stuck there in the tv booth having to hem and haw and answer questions from a uh, croup and kipe that you know how come you didn't do this and how come you know what's the plan and oh i think we still have a window as the dodgers are absolutely curb stomping their team at home so Giants aren't great, and if they if they, if they get swept by the A's, the, this next uh, two games, it's not going to be pretty. Because not only you're going to have your own fan base, you know, not being so great, you're also going to have the A's fans chirping you, which I know Giants fans do not like that. Because if if you, if the A's have some ground to stand on and they can yell at you, and they're still the worst, well, if they sweep, they're probably not going to be the worst team in the AL anymore. But the Giants get swept. Big yikes. Yep. Uh, and Arizona, Colorado, who gives a shit? Uh, moving on to the NFL. We do have some NFL news. We actually had an NFL game Thursday night. We had the Raiders beat. Absolute fucking dog walk. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I mean, nothing really to say here, but Raiders won a game. So uh, they're going 17-0, right, Dominic? Never losing. Fuck yeah. I mean, that, that was just our Back, that was our fucking you know bench warmers dog. Can you imagine what our starters are gonna do? Oh my god! Exactly, exactly. But we do have some some real on the field slash off the field news as the Deshaun Watson suspension came down, kind of, as the independent judge uh, gives him a six game suspension uh, for the sexual misconduct allegations. Of Deshaun, then the NFL was like, "Ah, yeah, we don't really like this. We want to throw the book at him." And even though the NFL and the Players Association have agreed on this independent thing, uh, we're just gonna ignore that, and we're just gonna do our own ruling, which technically we did agree upon as well. So uh, we're gonna appoint a Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell, non-Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell guy give our own suspension and the players association can complain, but you agree to this. 
So you can sue us, but it really doesn't matter. So even though Deshaun has gotten six games right now, looks as though he's probably going to get more Dominic. I mean, but don't bet against your team because you'll get a year for sure. I mean, it's kind of you know, a little bit of bullshit. So just going to I'm just going to leave it at that. I just don't want to. It's a, it's a touchy situation. It's a complicated situation. And yeah, I mean, as I said, you have one way of doing you have the first step of doing things. And then even if the NFL doesn't like it, they can just ignore that and do their own thing. I mean, I don't know why the judge only gave Deshaun six games. Maybe it was precedent because I think she said that there was like just cause and like enough evidence to say like it qualifies as sexual assault. And I think only four cases were kind of reviewed, but then there's like the other 20 something cases. So it's like, why are you only reviewing four cases when there's all these other cases still out there? There, there's a lot of like question marks surrounding this and this, this whole Deshaun Watson thing has just been absolute shit show the past two years. And yeah, he didn't play last year, but he was getting paid. So it's not like he's hurting all that much. And the Browns restructured his contract. So if he is gone for this season, they're not on the hook for that much. They were like on, they only have, well, they would only have to pay him a million dollars, but if he's suspended, they don't owe him anything. And yeah, it's a whole thing. I, I, I just want this thing to be over with just so we can stop talking about it and have stopping to worry about the Sean Watson's shit. But yep. Anyways, that's it for the sports. Cause I don't think oh, anything really finally. happened. I don't think anything really happened in the NBA or nope. the, uh, the LPGA or whatever other sports we talk about. But so let's move on to the fan mill segment. Otherwise, no S. Mr. X's question of the week. All right, moving on. Let's talk to a Johnny Roca shout out. J-Ro, August 6th, which is today, is National Mustard Day. So he has, Ugh, he has questions for us both. Uh, Brandon, what do you like to eat mustard with? Well, Johnny, uh, you know, I love mustard on pretty much anything. Um, yeah, even his penises. He's a fucking... I, it's a, I mean, the mustard, it's a zero calorie condiment. So it's great if you're trying to cut some calories, you're, you know, don't want to go hard on the ranch or the ketchup or the barbecue sauce. I just had because I'm an adult. Yesterday for lunch, had some chicken nuggies and French fries, Frenchy fries. And so, you know, had some had some mustard with that. I think mustard goes good with a sandwich. Um, even, you know, pretzel, I think a pretzel with some mustard on it. And I would much rather have the nachos, the nacho cheese, but you know, mustard and uh, pretzel is pretty good. Is it a salted pretzel or just a plain pretzel? Probably a regular pretzel. I mean, usually I don't like the salted pretzels just because that is a lot of salt. Because they cake the fucking salt on. So I'm like, I mean, so yeah, if I do get like a salted one, I even, I would like rub it off. Yeah. So uh, I, I like mustard pretty much in all things. I mean, I'll even, you know, maybe every now and then I'll take a, a spoonful of mustard. You know, maybe I will, you know, just take that shit straight. All right. Videotape uh, yourself doing that right after this. All right. I'll take a, I'll take a shot of mustard. I ain't, I ain't no bitch. Uh, but right. another thing, shout out TikTok, which Dominic has tried and he didn't hate it, is mustard and watermelon, Johnny. So if, if you haven't seen the trend, you haven't tasted yet, watermelon and mustard, not terrible. Dominic, would you like to uh, concur that? I mean, the watermelon I chose was not the best watermelon, but yes, it wasn't terrible. So even though Dominic is the anti-mustard guy, 
kind of gave it like a, a C. So he gave it a passing grade. Uh, uh, but, it's like a, I would say you're on the cusp of C plus. Oh, a C plus. Look at that even better. But uh, J Row does ask Dominic, why do you not like mustard? Is there a backstory or a bad experience no. you have to share with us? No, I, I, from since I was a little kid, my grandmother would always make me a turkey sandwich with mayonnaise and onion, salt, pepper, and that's it. And that was my snack always going over to my grandma's house. Um, I, I, it's not that I don't like it. I tolerate it. So if, if I order a sandwich from somewhere and they put mustard on it, I'll tolerate it. You know, if I, I think a McDonald's cheeseburger has mustard on it, I tolerate it. But, you know, you'll never see me ordering like, yes, give me this with mustard. I never ask for it. If it's on there, I'll tolerate it. If it's a large amount, I'll try to scrape some off. I just just don't care for it. Now, I do, on occasion, like a good Dijon, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit on like a turkey sandwich. But, you know, that's about it. I just, yeah, I don't, it's not my fave. It's not my fave. Oh, and, and don't get me started on... uh mustard and pretzels that is just terrible i mean i'm not saying it's go-to but it was just one thing that i came across and i kind of remembered uh shout out travis friend of me of the podcast uh back in middle school he would just straight up eat ketchup or mustard packets big mustard guy back in middle school travis was along with drawn dicks along with drawn penises so drawn penises and eat mustard packets and look where he is now that was travis gunnerson uh question two one of the newest Dodgers and Redwood City native, James Outman, uh, made some noise last week by hitting a home run his very first major league at bat. Shout out. Uh, what do you think of the youngster? And do you think of him? Think he has a bright future ahead of him? So, Johnny, to be honest, did not really know too much about him, but I uh, did some quick searching. He also went to Sacramento State. Shout out. Stingers up, baby. Um, so he, uh, you know, got, got those ties. Obviously, Sacramento State, shout out. Uh, but he was killing it in the uh, minor leagues from what I saw. He was batting. Uh, I had him on his baseball reference. So I had his major league stats up, which batting 462 for the little cup of coffee he had. But he was batting uh, 278 on the season, 22 homers, 71 ding or so. I mean, he's fantastic. And we talked, I mean, we talked about the, the Dodgers, about how great they are. And it's like, they, they trade all these pieces to get a, a Mookie Betts, to get a Trey Turner, Max Scherzer. They signed Freddie Freeman. But yet, for whatever reason, they still have like this good form system of youngsters who come up and just show out. And this was just another case of, I mean, he's a seventh rounder. So it's not even like he was a highly touted prospect uh, coming out of college, comes out, hits a dinger, killing in the minors. And so I think that just shows how good the Dodgers are they're like the best of both worlds they have. And I think as we said this before, it's like they have the money ball thinking, but they have a big ball or checkbook. So they'll pay for the stars, but they also have good scouting and good resources to find those diamonds in the rough. Like a James Alvin from Riverwood city city. Shout out. I know Dominic, you don't know too much, but Do- what do you think about what I said with the Dodgers and kind of their prospects and their young guys, even though the big name signings and trades are kind of what everyone talks about. I mean, I think, let's be honest here. Big names are what people go by. But it's the little nobodies 
when they make a splash hit, when they fucking start balling out, when they start, you know, making a name to themselves, those are the ones that become the Hall of Famers. Those are the ones that fucking people want to fucking go see that want to buy Jersey like a Joe panic. Just saying, um, you know, like it's it's, you know, that's the whole re- like that's the whole reason why I loved Joe panic. And that's why I wanted a Jersey. That's why I wanted all these things was because to be kind of a nobody and then you start balling out in your position, you start, you know, being a legit threat at that, that position in the lineup at second base. It makes me want to fucking buy his stuff. So these young guys just need to, you know, pretty much outgun the, the stars and they'll just, you know, be a household name in the next three years. In question three, where is the weirdest or worst place you've ever dropped your phone? Um, so I I thought about it a little bit. I don't really drop my phone too too much. I have broken it a few times, but moment, you know that's just dropping it on the concrete or something. So I you know I've done that. I've broken it a few times. I have the, the cases, but it always just happens to find the right way to drop and break the the glass uh, screen protector that I have. Um, but I have dropped my phone in the toilet. Luckily, it was a clean toilet, but I have dropped in the toilet and not a drop. But I was at, I think it was ESPN Zone, which is dead, I think now, T's and P's, uh, at Disneyland. And I was playing air hockey and I had it in my pocket and I had the glass facing outwards. And I like leaned over to like grab the puck or I was doing something. And apparently I just happened to have enough force and did at the right angle. There was like a nut or a bolt that was sticking out of the, the table. Your nut? My nut. And I just smashed it right on the glass and it. And I pulled my phone out later and it fucking broke for whatever reason. I was like, well, how the fuck did I do this? And I was like, it must have been when I leaned over and butt fucked the <laughs> uh, hockey, the air hockey table. So Dominic, worst place you dropped your phone or broke your phone or whatever you whatever which way you want to talk about it. I honestly, besides the concretes and the sidewalks and the fucking streets and shit, I I mean I don't really have I'm I'm thinking as hard as I can. I don't really think I've ever I mean like I've dropped it in my bathroom, but like not in the toilet or anything crazy. I've I've dropped it in the bathroom, but that's my fucking bathroom. I don't you know it's not you know, it's not like there's piss and shit on the floor, like in like a public bathroom or something. Um, you know, I, I honest to God, I don't really. And I don't even think like I've dropped my phone and, and it's broken or anything. So like I'm luckily hang on, I got to knock on some wood real quick. Luckily, your boy doesn't have a bad, crazy story or anything like that. Well, good for you, dumb. that you're just way better than all of us. Uh, podcast question from. Big Daddy Guma, who was just active five minutes ago in the last before he posted this question, he uh, sent us a, sent me or I guess us because it was to Curveballs and Chair Shots the photo of uh, Natty and her sister. <laughs> Shout out because we're going down this podcast today. Uh, so podcast question between Brandon and Dominic, who had the best beef draft and who overall won the draft? So yes, if you haven't, go check out Trapdoor to Hell. We dropped our best beef draft with Travis name redacted and Donnie. Um, obviously we're each going to say our own drafts were better. So we're not going to answer that question, but who had the best overall draft? Um, it's probably the worst draft, but I probably would have to say it's Donnie because mm. it's Donnie. 
Mm. Well, okay. Well, I will say like the first two were funny because it was like, oh my God, he's actually going there. But then I think it did kind of fall off a little bit. It did kind of was like, okay, it did lose his luster. Exactly. You you got it. I mean, like you said, I'm going to say my own because I feel like I was the only one that was kind of all over the place. You know, yeah, my first pick was not the... uh, probably not i should not have said it i i thought it was actually a lot i thought it was gonna be bigger than i thought but um but you know having i had i had a the fortnite and apple you know kind of a big deal in my opinion i mean it's apple everybody has a fucking iphone i i a fucking mac fucking ipod whatever and then it's Fortnite, one of the biggest fucking video games of all fucking time so i was kind of like oh it's a fucking big deal then i had metallica and napster music I had a uh, family guy in the chicken, Peter Griffin, the chicken fucking TV. I had A's and Astro, uh, the Astros versus everybody. So like I was kind of all in North Korea and South place. Korea. Don't forget that. Exactly. So I was kind of literally all over the place. So I felt like, you know, I had I, I've kind of checked off all the boxes, whereas like Donnie was kind of very much. Just going to keep writing the. uh you know, I don't know what to call it. I mean, there was some racial stuff in there. Then there was some, uh, you know, more racial stuff in there. You know, it was just kind of like, I know. will say, I mean, this isn't like woke Brandon talking, but the women's sports versus the NCAA, I thought that was not a good pick. I thought it was like terrible. That. It wasn't that funny to be honest. And, may, and, you know, I totally did not think for a second. I was like, what does the NAACP have to do with this? Totally <laughs> forgot what that was. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, uh, so if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, I went with Stone Cold versus Vince, number one, Walter White versus the Fly, number two, number three, Timmy Turner's dad in Dinkelberg, uh, number four, <clears throat> very topical because he's on trial right now. Alex Jones versus the chemical in the water they, that turned the frogs gay, which I thought that was a, an MVP pick by your boy. And then finally, Madison Bumgarner versus, quote unquote, having fun or bat flips so uh your boy did go down the racial route a little bit but uh i I mean i thought we all had pretty good drafts we all went in different directions um name redacted 50 cent floyd mayweather donnie versus a liberal agenda which i thought was another running for best pick rock and vin diesel kutcher and kunis versus showers and then uh, little league dads versus umpires travis Hitler versus the Jews, 29, uh, the Popeye's Chick-fil-A saga, another 50 Cent as 50 Cent taking on Ja Rule, Happy Gilmore versus Shooter McGavin, then Anakin Skywalker versus the Younglings. So little little child murder to close out. See, and this yeah. is why I think if, if I didn't have the best picks, I was at least second place, at least. Now we're well, your number one, Dominic. Number one in our hearts and number one with the best beef draft. Damn right. I don't know when, but we did record, well, not we, I recorded a best sauces draft, and that's kind of going to be a in-the-can, break-glass-when-necessary podcast. So when it drops, we'll let you know, but we don't really know if and when uh, that will drop. And to be honest, I didn't think the uh, bat draft was was that great. It was, you know, you know sauces yeah. are cool. Sauces are cool. but do I think a honey mustard, right, or honey or something like that, or? Yeah, honey is honey was a, a big point of mm-hmm. emphasis. Dominic is honey a sauce? I mean, 
it's kind of like the whole, you know, it's a hot dog, a, a sandwich. Like if you like the more you think about it, the more you can justify the other way you originally were thinking about. It. I mean, I feel like if it, if you can get it as a condiment, aka if I go to Popeyes, I can get barbecue sauce, I can get honey mustard, I can get honey. So I feel like it, it is. But I can also see why some people would say no. Okay, we mean some people it's Donnie. Yes, but I mean, did you have I, this discussion I, at work, Dominic? Yes. Okay, just wanted to make sure it's made the rounds. Yes. And this is a honey is a sauce podcast. Just want to make that clear. Uh, so thank you to Big Daddy and Johnny Rook for sending in the questions via Instagram. If you want to be like them, send it in to Curveballs and CS on Instagram or Twitter if you want to slide in the Twitter DMs and maybe give Dominic a little, little nice surprise. Uh, you can do that as well. So let's go on to the email and ask Mr. or tell Mr. S or no, Mr. no, S no, tell us ask, what we're going to ask him his own questions. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Trying to over trying to talk over my my gurgling stomach because fat boy's hungry. Yeah, fat boy. Well, I guess Mr. X is talking to your fat belt, your fat belly saying. Hello, all. Oh, look, studio and start getting ready to pick me up. Oh, so this is perfect timing. Do Mr. X questions. I'll get the fuck out of here to go pick her up. Huh. So hello, all. Well, the Reds are now focusing on the future. Oh, hang on. I got to tell her. Okay. Okay. Shit. Jeez. Well, the Reds are now focusing on the future. The hell with winning now. Let's plan for 10 to 20 years down the road. Just read an interview. Nick Crawl, the Reds GM, just explaining why it made sense to now build up the farm system. It couldn't possibly be the fact that the ownership said they need to cut payroll. Maybe when I'm 80, the Reds might have a chance at the World Series. Well, Mr. X, um, you know, sorry. I mean, you know, being an A's fan, I now understand how it feels. So, sorry about your, about your team. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about the Reds. Uh, haven't delved too much into, like, the farm system. But, I mean, if you're this bad, you should have a good farm system with all the, the young players you got. So Exactly. Yeah. At least you got to see the World Series in 88 and see them beat the A's and or sorry in 90 and see them beat the A's and yeah <clears throat> go uh go sign uh what, what what was Dawkins first name Ian Ian go sign Ian Dawkins great player you know trade him he's in the White Sox farm system so Mr. X go tell the Reds management that they need to go find Ian Dawkins yes from San Lorenzo California yes and uh trade him or trade someone to the the White Sox and get Ian Dawkins. Yeah, he won't be Ian. disappointed. Yes, let's let, let let's check on old Ian. I think we've talked about him. Yeah, on the podcast. You well, you do some research and 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 I, I'm gonna go on to the next one. Let, let's check. I got well. I got it right here. Oh. Okay, so right now in 2022, old Ian is batting 243 with four dingers, 22 RBI, and seven stolen bases. Has an OPS of 699. Right now he is in the double uh, A system, the Birmingham Barons. So he played for the same prestigious team as Michael Jordan. And he also went to Sacramento State. So stingers up, baby. There we go. And they say he's 5'11. That is very generous. Damn, you must be six foot. I know. It, you know, I played with Ian, you know, second baseman, shortstop up the middle. Shout out uh, the ports. Anyways. Anyways, do you think that Joe Burrow's epidemic could be, could be, I can say I just can't Appendix. say it right now. Apodemic. Apodectomy. Apodectomy. 
He got his appendix removed. Yes, he got his appendix removed. Could affect his play of the season. Absolutely not. I think that's that's one less organ keeping him down. He's gonna be faster. He's gonna be more agile. Fucking Super Bowl MVP champion this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what exactly the append having your appendix removed, what that recovery process is like, but he's he's Joey, Joey B. I think he'll be fine. Dom, did you see the video of him driving the cart as everyone's like doing sprints and doing drills? That shit was hilarious. Yes, I, I, yes, it was. It thou was hilarious. All right. Uh, Stay tuned. NF, NFL preview coming soon in two or three weeks. I don't know when, but it's coming. We're there coming. are rumors that LeBron could finish his career in Cleveland. Do you think that's possible? Uh, don't know. Wherever Bronny gets drafted is where he ends his career. Pretty much, and you know, would be hysterical if drafts Cleveland drafts him. But I think, I think knowing that, whoever, even if he let, let let's say he's not even top. Well, do you, th- do you do you do yeah, do you think he gets overdrafted just because it's if you draft him you get LeBron, most likely. Which is going to be hilarious because watch it's going to be like, you know, the Detroit Pistons draft Bronny James and. Oh, hey, well, don't, sl- hey to- don't don't sleep on the Detroit Pistons. They got a good little thing going on. Yeah, whatever. Um, is there any excitement that Triple H was able to do with NXT at its peak and will brought to the main roster? Well, I mean, we've kind of already experienced that with EO, Dakota Kai, now carrying Cross and Scarlet. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time until we get a certain theme. And a rebel heart. Huh? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I am cautiously optimistic with Triple H. You know, SummerSlam and, and this past Raw and SmackDown have kind of been his first true shows, like really under uh, with power. And I've been uh, quite impressed. You know, SmackDown was a good show. I really thought Raw was a breath of fresh air. Uh, Champa getting a push was nice to see and he doesn't have the stink as like a lot of people like even as much as i love kevin owens kevin owens has kind of just been toiling away for such a long time i think it's gonna be hard to to retool him so champa i I do like him getting a a a good push as oh look we got a we got a text message from commissioner travis about the cte leagues let's let's oh god damn this is a fucking thing i know i'm surprised he's spelled all this movie hello everyone of the CTE league. I'm getting this planned out for the season. Need to make sure everyone is still in and I don't need to fill any replacement managers. If everyone still is in, I want to discuss doing a draft on a bit different this year. I've ordered an actual board and sticker set for possibly for, for the possibility of an in-person draft. I was thinking about finding a pizza place somewhere, maybe in Dublin or Castro Valley. I know Jared won't be able to make it from Oklahoma. I can zoom him in. And Joe, if it's a bit too much of a drive all the way in, we can do the same. Also, if if it is not possible to get everyone together, I will run one on Zoom so we can at least talk shit to each other during the draft. I have another draft to remember. I have to figure the date out uh, and stuff. So as long as everyone is in, I will try to get a hard date ASAP. And Quick with a trigger, Donnie asked the question, what's football? Okay, well, so uh, 
in-person draft coming soon or don't know if your boy will be able to make it but you know it's all good because it's a two-for-one deal studio has to be there she's your your co-gm exactly exactly Anyways, let's hey, go. We're talking, to we're talking about Triple H. We got to leave here in a minute. I got to fucking hurry up, Brandon. Well, you okay? know what? I said 7.30. You said it was okay. And you know what the timetable is. You could have said, no, let's do it at 7 o'clock because I thought maybe you're going to be fucking, you know, you, you wouldn't have to pick her up because I thought we were I, adults. I always have to she, fucking pick her up. Okay? And she has her own so car. Why does, let's get why does this she, shit over she with. has her own car, why does she car, have to, why do, you, why do you have to drive? <laughs> why do you have to drive her? Why can't she just drive herself over there? These are questions that I don't have answers to. I think you do have answers to. Okay. Uh, who do you think will be the first to jump from AW to WWE now if they get the chance now that Trips is running creative? Oof. It's going off right now in the CTE league. They're yeah. uh, yelling at Donnie right now, which I am all for. <laughs> Should I just be like, honey, is this sauce? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Honey is a sauce. And he doesn't even have your number. If Nope. He might think it's me. Because I don't know if you, well, we did have like a separate group chat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the question, Dom? <laughs> um, uh, who's gonna make the first jump to from AEW to WWE if they have the chance? Now that Trips is involved. Um, I mean, everyone wants Adam Cole to come back, but that ain't gonna happen. He's on a contract. Um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, maybe Flying Brian. I mean, I know he's already. Out, you know he's not on under contract anymore but i mean you know and not that it'll be a huge big name but i mean like it, it he is i would consider a aew original no wait fine brian's still under contract who am i thinking of? i'm thinking of joey janela my bad um just uh you know it's not a huge name but like you know he is an original maybe you bring in i don't know but Kotobusha, Kotobushi, whatever his name is. Maybe, I don't know. I know he's not an AEW original, but, you know, New Japan. But I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, we don't know the contract status of anybody. But, uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> should, should I answer as you? I don't give it. I, I, I don't know. I Whatever. I had a feeling... Dominic or Donnie was going to think Dominic is me. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's oh, AEW? Um, MJF was kind of the one that just kind of kept rattling around in my mind. I didn't yes. think um, it seems that he's like gone radio silent. He's not really talking to anybody, which could go either way. You know, he could be working. It could be this was the plan all along. But he's a big WWE guy. Triple H is I mean, he has to be a guy he watched as a kid forever. So having an opportunity probably makes it even better. And he knows that Triple H likes the the smaller guys or yeah. isn't like Vince. So um, MJF kind of seems like the easy answer. So I I would think we're going to get like some other people, but I'm trying to think of like who else would it be uh, like who I'm trying to think of like AEW people who have left already, but like Sunny Kiss. No, I mean, maybe Big Swole because, you know, she got, you know, Cedric Alexander. But I think I think this does make MJF going to WWE a little bit more likely. OK, and last but not least, 
how many more titles do you think AEW will add so that when you sign with them, you can just get a title on principle? Um, they're going to add probably, so they got the trios coming in. They're probably going to do, uh, I don't know, probably like a light heavyweight most likely. And then they're probably going to do maybe like a, a female tag champions. And then they're probably going to do, uh, so I say at least a, three more. A female six uh six person yeah, tag exactly yeah division. They're just um, they're just gonna they're just an gonna... all an all Pacific championship, but it's only exclusively defended like at the Cal know, Palace. At the Cal Palace or something, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to be like that... Mr. X and send in a question via the email, I assume that was the last question. Was that the last it, question? It was. I was gonna I was gonna be like that. Was it thank you, Mr. X? And then I was gonna do it, but it's fine. Okay, fine, Dominic. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't say anything. Oh, thank you, Mr. X. Great question. Don't oh, it. well, if you want to be like Mr. X and send in questions, it's curveballncs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the Twitter machine, curveballsncs. You can go on Facebook, curveballs and share shots. You can go on YouTube, curveballs and share shots. You can follow us on Instagram, curveball. Is it curveballs and cs or curveballs and share shots? I don't follow them, so. Curveballs and CS. I mean, you definitely oh, don't okay. have power to the Twitter, and you haven't, you know. I don't. I don't know what a link tree is that's in our bio that you can click and go follow us everywhere and anywhere. So, you know, thank you, Mr. X. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Josh. You know, all right. Disappointed I... that name redacted didn't send anything or number one fan Haley didn't send anything in, but it's fine. They don't think she sends in his pictures of Wingstop. I just feel like, uh, I feel like they don't like me. I feel like they don't like me in the studio audience. And that, and that, 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 but I like you. I like you. You, you guys are plotting me. against me. That's what it is. It's a conspiracy. You guys are starting your secret fucking government behind my back, and you guys are trying to overthrow me. Okay, Dominic. Uh, it was fun. Now go jump into the CTE group chat and and catfishes me. And, and I gotta go because she said, "Are you on your way?" And I said, "No." So I guess I'm leaving right now. Okay. Sorry to leave you so, hanging, but then again. You left me hanging on Saturday, so it's fucking fair game. I will talk to you later. Okay, Dominic. Remember to reply to Donnie so he thinks you're me, and I want to see what he says. Is is it fair game? I can say whatever I want. Uh, you know, within reason. I'm not going to be like I like cock or something like that. But you know. I mean, you can say whatever you say because then I'll just jump in and be like, uh, "That was Dominic." Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you. I'll reply right now. All right. So okay, uh, bye. Okay, bye. So thank you, Dominic, for uh, joining us for majority of the podcast i mean we've been going going on for a long time so uh we'll we'll also keep you updated guys i know you're so intrigued on what this uh saga between dominic and donnie is going to be on the group chat so um moving on uh we got the AEW dynamite recap that's pretty much the only thing we're going to cover we were going to talk about triple h taking over creative but uh mr x did ans- uh, answer the question and or ask the question. So, I mean, I like Triple H. I think this was a, a good first step. And I do like that he's, uh, you know, taking out the cult speak, allegedly saying that wrestling and wrestler is a is an okay term. You can use that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're not, you know, all the wrestlers and everyone will be walking on eggshells as much. But let's get into the AW recap as uh, we did get. Orange Cassidy taking on Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay Lethal won. We got some 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 action going on. It looks like we're gonna get Wardlow and Jay Lethal for the TNT title. 
I mean, it's an it's an okay feud. Uh, you know, Jay Lethal is a good wrestler. Wardlow, I think, getting him in there with Wardlow, getting some reps in with the veteran should be a good thing for Wardlow. But we always, you know, we kind of forget. I think that Wardlow is like in his thirties, so we're kind of treating him as this like young upcoming wrestler. But it's uh, it's gonna time to get her, you know, time to shit or get off the pot with him, and hopefully he can improve a bit. And I'm not a big fan of the whole Wardlow's world thing. It's just very corny and a little cringy as well but they just keep on going with it so i guess that's what they're doing uh then we get the undisputed elite the uh i'm just gonna call it the undisputed era turns on the young bucks and adam cole talks about the trios tournament and blah 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 blah. they they turn um i mean it was a shocking turn we have the the picture the video of the guy or the kid crying and it was like this emotion quote-unquote emotional thing but I just I felt like it came out of nowhere and it was kind of a turn for the sake of being a turn. And also like the young bucks have turned back and forth so many times. And AEW did a very good job early on not turning people. And now the young bucks start off as faces, then they turn to heel, and now they're back as faces after only you know being heels for like a couple weeks or a couple weeks, like a couple months at this point. So um you know. It, it's and hangman made the made, hangman made the page no hangman made the save and it looks as though they're gonna go that way with the hung bucks the internet also says that kenny omega is coming back and they were waiting for him to be back for them to do the trios title or trios tournament so maybe you know hangman shows some love to the young bucks but then the young bucks are still a little trepidatious about it not gonna you know go all the way with it so then they bring in kenny and then maybe they can work out the differences maybe eh, who, well, i don't think Ro- roger strong still in the contract but you know you could like bring over roger strong get the full undisputed era bring in adam Cole, adam page to join the elite and it can be like an elite uh undisputed era war games match or sorry blood and guts match which could be fun but uh yeah the, the turn kind of came out of nowhere and they did tease like they tease a little bit of dissension a couple months ago but then since Red Dragon has been, since everyone's kind of been gone and they were doing their own thing in the Owen Cup, we kind of forgot about that. Then I wish maybe we had like a week or a little bit more kind of set up for this because it did feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. We get Powerhouse Hobbs getting a squash match, a squash win. Good for him. Team Taz is no more. Taz announced that on commentary. Uh, continuing on with the feud of him and Ricky Stalks. So... You know, very much more of the same. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy had a match. Christian Cage beats Matt Hardy. And I thought it was actually a pretty good match. You know, both the old men went out there, tried their damnedest, and they uh, put on a, a pretty good match. Uh, yeah. Jungle Boy came out and they did the thing in Luchasaurus. I think Luchasaurus still might be like a red herring that he's going to turn back and go with Christian and turn on Jungle Boy. But we'll have to wait and see on that they're really going heavy-handed with like the oh i'm gonna fucking kill you and i hate you and blah 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 blah. they're really going heavy-handed with that which i think you should kind of tone down on because i think when you say stuff like that it's just kind of overtly you know seem you know it kind of exaggerates that it's fake and they're saying these things because obviously they're they're going so much in one direction that it's kind of hard to kind of believe what they're saying uh ethan page comes out complains about his booking and Stokely Hathaway comes out, gives him his business card. And so now Ethan Page is with Stokely Hathaway. Unfortunately, I think this means that there's going to be 
no more Dan Lambert, which sucks. I, I love Dan Lambert. I thought he was great. Uh, but now Stoke has Ethan Page and Lee Moriarty. So he's kind of building up a stable, got some uh, men to go along with Jade Cargill and the baddies. So I like that Ethan Page is talented. He hasn't really done too much kind of outside of the Darby Allen feud that he started off with. So I'll be intrigued to see what he can do. And it's a little bit more TV time. We are kind of seeing a collective with, uh, you know, Kenny, Punk, Brian, Adam Cole, all those guys were out. We have kind of seen a little bit more of a focus on the youth and elevating the youth with, you know, the Jungle Boy return, Ethan Page, uh, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stock. So, and even like Wheeler Yuta in the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. So I like that. Uh, we are going to have next week a coffin match with Darby Allen and Brody Lee, or sorry, Brody King. Uh, that should be a really good match. I, I like the promo from Darby. I, I really did like the, the graphic that they had for the, the coffin match. It was very spooky, even though we're not anywhere close to Halloween yet. But I, I did like the visuals of that. Uh, the penultimate match, we get the acclaim and the ass boys in a dumpster match. The acclaim get the win. We get the Max Caster bar about Vince McMahon's retirement. Who I can't believe he said that, uh, but the acclaim get the win. Then they dump the ass boys over the over the edge of the stage. Look nasty that it, I thought it was one of the ass boys like coming out of the dumpster, but I guess it was just like a, a cardboard box that kind of the same skin color as them. So it looked like it was a body, but it was just a cardboard box. Which thank God because if like one of their legs or something were to come out and the dumpster landed back on it, it would have. Uh, not been a good sight, but a solid match. Didn't like the rap video the acclaim did last week on Rampage. I think they look corny and they don't look very cool when they do that, but they're super over. The crowd loves them in person, which I thought that was a, a good look for them. Positive direction over there. Then we get Chris Jericho taking on Wheelie Yuta, and, Jer- and whoever wins will face John Moxley next week for the AEW title. Moxley had a promo earlier in the show, and I thought it was really good. Just him straightforward saying, you know, Yuta's my boy, but I really don't care who wins this match. Whoever they put in front of me, I'm going to stretch them, make them bleed, be the champion. I'm going to be the champion forever, blah, blah, blah. Just very solid, straightforward promo from Moxley backstage. I loved it. Uh, Jericho ends up getting the win via tap out, put it on the lion tamer. Uh, the match was good. You know, after Jericho's really leaned heavy on the uh, blood and the hardcore matches with Eddie Kingston, now going back to more of a, a technical style with Wheeler Yuta. Uh, the match was good. M- maybe you could have done a little bit more to protect Yuta. Not, I mean, I'm not saying Yuta should have won by any means, but you know, Yuta's whole thing is he's in Black Bull Combat Club and he was being maybe a little bit overconfident saying he was going to beat Jericho. And then at the end, he just taps out. So maybe, maybe you could have done a little something, but I mean, Yuta's talented. I don't think you really need to be worrying about protecting him, but didn't make him look all that good by, you know, being, being the guy who stretches people. And then you end up losing to uh, Chris Jericho. But at the end of the day, Jericho gets the win. Moxley comes out. They, uh, I think he talked a little bit, but for the most part, it was Jericho talking and, he says that if you want the pain maker or if you want the last of the heart dungeon, you want uh, the Lionheart, Chris Jericho, you got it. So next week we're going to get the Lionheart. I don't know what that means. If he's just going to come out with, with his like black and yellow tights and he has his hair down and 
maybe he does the little gimmick where he has a little piece sticking up like he did back in the Nitro days. But uh, Jericho and Moxley should be a good match. We also got the coffin match, which should be fantastic as well. Uh, so we got Quake by the Lake next week in Minnesota. Uh, as we as I said, next week might not have a show. Uh, me and Dominic are still feuding. We hate each other. Dominic's mad at me, but I also am in uh, in Nashville, coming flying in late Friday night. So if we do do it, it'll be another Saturday morning podcast. So just keeping just keep an eye out for that. No promises. We're going to do a podcast, but uh, we'll talk to well, you know, I'll talk to the people. We have some negotiations and we'll see what happens, but stay tuned. We will announce it on the Instagram. Definitely maybe on Twitter. So if you want to follow that curveballs, curveballs and CS on Twitter and Instagram. So before we sign off, let's check in on the CTE league and that group chat uh, one time for the one time. All right, let's, uh, Open it up real quick. We have 23 messages from uh, from the group chat. So here we go. Uh, so Donnie said, hey, Brandon, I got a question for you, and I'm not trying to be a smart ass or anything. Uh, so let's scroll down. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? What did Dominic say? Um, hold on. I probably should. I have my phone. Uh, whatchamacallit? I have my messages on my laptop, but it's not the same because I can't see the names. I assume that was Donnie responding, but <clears throat> so here we go. Dominic cosplaying as me asked Donnie, what is your question? And then Donnie asks, are you gay? No, that no, not that it matters. And then, uh, blah, blah. Someone says Donnie is one of those guys that show up and play, but you're never worried about him because he doesn't really know what he's doing anyway. And then Dominic asks, uh, why does Donnie ask if he's gay? And uh, because Donnie is curious. And then now Josh Hanelt is saying, if he's bi-curious, gay-curious. And now Don- and now Donnie is uh, open up a can of worms that uh, he probably didn't think that was going to be the case. And then, he's- and then Travis jumps in and says, yeah, Brandon T., what's the deal haha i and then now dominic i mean if you want to come over and hang out with me one day we can discuss everything and anything you want just let me know and now slumber party hey you should go hang out what the fuck kind of answer is that i'm not your friend i ain't coming over to discuss shit sorry sorry hey travis i'm in hello trav let me know a date and time and i should be able to stop by are you buying a pizza Oh, and then Dom, Donnie with the uh, with the beer cheers. Now, should I just jump in? And uh, I'm gonna very I'm gonna very much confuse Donnie, and uh, I'm gonna reply and say, "What's your question?" I should one. I'm gonna do the exact same thing. I'm gonna get a copy Dominic's thing. Copy and. Can I go? Oh, here we go. Reply. Bam. Replying to Donnie's message and seeing if he responds and gets very confused. So anyways, thank you guys very much for tuning in. 
once again, if you would like to uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, Curveballs and CS on Twitter or Instagram, email is Curveball and CS at gmail.com. Uh, that that will do it for us for today. Uh, I don't know if I should have waited a little bit longer to see if Donnie uh, responds. So maybe I'll, I'll pause the recording because I know everybody is on the edge of their seat seeing, asking what's going to happen. Um, but eh, I don't really care. I don't think you guys really care all that too much either. So until next time, goodbye and good night. Take it away, Vin. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, oh, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be.